Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2019, and we are very pleased to be joined right here by the mayor of Wichita, Jeff Longwell. How are you? Doing well. Great to be with you. Glad to have you with us in here today as we got a lot of issues to talk about here towards the end of the year and the end of your term. It uh, kind of marks a change in your life here. It does. All good things come to an end. You became the mayor in April of 2015. Yeah. How were things different that first time you ran for mayor? And obviously <laughs> things were much different four years later. Yeah, no question. Much different. Um, you know, politics is so much different now, Ted, than it was even four years ago. And what we've seen even in these nonpartisan races is partisan politics creep into every race. And it's not a really about anymore what's right or wrong or good or bad. It's what's um, Democrat or Republican and it's kind of a sad reflection of where we're at, and I also blame what I call anti-social media. I think social media has has really become a problem for society right now, and whether you're addicted to it, but more importantly, whether it gives you that kind of false confidence to say things that you wouldn't say in person, and it's a little frustrating. Yeah, and that's something that I think politicians and all of us are trying to deal with how does that work? Because yeah. it seems like it's, like you said, it's it's a it's a, something that's still in motion, and we're still trying to figure out its ramifications day after day. No question, and and it certainly is changing elections. It, I think it changed ours too. But um, you know, I sure we can all say, "I wish I would have done this," or "Wish I'd have done that," and we you can't live life without maybe having a few regrets. But at the same time, I am uh, very happy with what we've been able to accomplish during my really 25 years in local politics. Tell me about the decision going back to uh, making that run for mayor yeah, four so, years ago and, and that process. So I never did intend to even be in politics, period. And it was it's kind of a long, boring story, but I got talked into to running for a position on the May school board, was yep. successful, met Bob March. Bob March just pleaded with me to run <laughs> for his seat. Of course, he was, he was termed out, yeah. and um, we went ahead and almost reluctantly jumped in that and won a narrow victory. And and then at the end of my uh, tenure, and, and I will argue, we fixed a lot of issues out in West Wichita. We built some bridges and we fixed some flooding and we, we addressed a lot of needs. And people kind of said, you really need to run for mayor. And we did. And and we were successful and, and like what we were able to accomplish. But, you know, four years ago, it was really more about running on issues and and this time around, it, it was you know more about character assassination. I'm going to say usually the mayoral election is about issues and personality and things like that. Yeah, and not so that, much. Uh, things did not play that way yeah. this time around. Yeah, and obviously the uh, the local media, for the I shouldn't say local media, the the newspaper obviously took a stance against me, and uh, you know there's no way I could overcome three weeks of being on top of the fold and. You know, basically the eagle convicting me and 
saying that I was under criminal investigation. It got to the point where I had people asking me how long I'd been had to spend in jail. Wow. And and so when when you're portrayed in that light, I think it's just too much to overcome. And at the end of the day, you know, I think if we wouldn't have had a uh, kind of a goofy ride in, I think we would have still been successful. I was going to ask you about that. That was another wild card in this whole scenario was the write-in candidate. Yeah, it was kind of a crazy election, and who would have, you know, and they spent a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And, and again, spent a lot of money beating up me because they felt like they had to uh, overcome the incumbent. And so, uh, you know, the negative mailers on me were combined with the the, uh, conviction in the eagle. It was just too much to overcome. How did that not leave a sour taste of politics in your mouth after oh, that election. Yeah, it does, Ted. There's no question. It, it you know, probably um, you know, someone asked me if I was going to run for office again. I, you know, I think I'm pretty much done with politics. I'll, uh, I'll look for other opportunities. Well, let's talk about uh, your term as mayor. And I, and I, I, I feel like you tackled a lot of issues, and that there were was a it was not a period a fallow period for Wichita during those four years. A lot of things were going on. Oh my goodness! So so we had um, a lot on our plate, starting with you know kind of a change in policy on how we go after economic development. We totally uh, changed the structure of of what used to be our economic development group, and we have the Greater Wichita Partner Group that we, uh, we help fund. We increase the funding for Visit Wichita, but more importantly, we made the announcement about a month into me being mayor that the council and I agreed we were going to quit handing cash to corporations, which we felt was the proper action for our very conservative community. And then a few weeks after that, Cargill said, hey, we're thinking about building a new home somewhere else. So you guys can put in your, you know, you you put in what what you believe will keep us here, and and um, we'll look at all of the opportunities we have. And at the end of the day, people really thought they were gone because Texas was going to give them tens of millions of dollars in cash, tens of millions of dollars in cash. And um, I have a very good friend that that uh, works at Cargill and had for 38 years. Mm-hmm. He called me a week before the decision was made. He called me a week before and he said, hey, can I use your name on my resume? I'm too old to um, move to Texas. And he goes, I think we're gone. Wow. I said, "I said, Terry, hang on. I, I don't think they're gone. He goes, ah. Oh. He goes, they're just giving us too much money. I, uh, you know, I, I looked at the numbers and it was too good of a deal. Well, it Obviously, we know Cargill made the decision mm-hmm. to stay, but some of the factors that weighed on them were factors that we hadn't realized were so important to businesses, especially like Cargill. It was commute times. Mm-hmm. It was commute times to the airport because they have so many people that come into right. the city. You know, in, in Texas, in traffic, where they were going to be, it could have been an hour and a half commute time to the airport. Here, it's, you know, nine minutes from yeah. downtown if if you're in traffic. And so it was uh, a lot of those factors that made a difference. And obviously the, the cost of doing business in Wichita is uh, pretty simple, but so keeping Cargill was critical. And that I I'll argue that kind of helped our momentum. Of course, the innovation campus and making the decision to help them with infrastructure needs and, and uh, for them to get off the ground. But you look at the core and it's union station and spaghetti warehouse and Hilton garden Inn and, which you talked about today, and 
IMA moving downtown and and the Douglas Place uh, apartments and of course the River Vista, the whole River Corridor and 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 the AAA baseball stadium that's really going to make a difference. But it's all of the old buildings that are filling up in Wichita. I'm really proud and we announced, you know, uh, a while back that uh, there's a new medical university coming to town and they're filling up a bunch of old buildings and they're going to put in a culinary school and a food court and dormitories and uh, Fidelity Bank is building a tower and a parking garage and uh, there's just um, tr- tremendous uh, vibrancy in the core of the city now. People want to move back downtown. Merit Trust is moving in the old Cargill building and you know, all of those apartments are filling up. And so it's nice to see that energy because what that does is you're, if, if your core is strong, your, your entire city is going to be strong. And, and we're going to see some things happen from east side to west side, north side to south that um, reflects the strong vibrancy that we have in the core. And I know that 30 years ago, a lot of that stuff was unthinkable. You're exactly and, right. And so big picture, it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. And and would argue that we've seen so much happen in the last four years that um, partially because of slowdown economically, but that more in the last four years than we've seen in the last fifteen. You know, with the yeah. with the building and vibrancy and jobs, and and then on top of that, you have spirit that's diversified their employment base and gotten into the military side, defense contract work, which really helps that aviation world because it diversifies those opportunities. And, you know, if commercial business is down, then the defense side can be up. And um, so we've seen our footprint in aviation grow, but we've also seen our footprint grow in healthcare and transportation and a number of other sectors that we're really wanting to build up. This is Issues 2019, and we're speaking with Wichita Mayor Jeff Longwell. The, uh, of course, a subject that's very near and dear to my heart, and a lot of people. It's been a great issue, the, the new baseball stadium, and yes. the saying goodbye to Lawrence Dumont, which had been around for 80-plus years, and now a new era for downtown baseball in Wichita has begun. Yeah, no question. And people obviously will never fully understand that Lawrence Dumont was falling down. You know, that stadium it was, was falling a, down 30 years ago. <laughs> so, so it, you know, it was a works project yeah. from the thirties. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, what we found when we took the stadium down is they used very little rebar reinforcement mm-hmm. in it. Maybe there was a steel shortage in the thirties oh. and, and there just wasn't, uh, much reinforcement and the stadium was falling down. So yes. we had to take it down, and to take it down me, meant we needed to look for other opportunities because um, I think it would have been a shame to end up with an empty field and nothing going on. And, and we got the best of everything. We have a dynamic group coming in here that's bringing AAA baseball. Uh, the venue's going to be phenomenal, and it's just so hard to explain to people how cool it's going to be until you step in there. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's a far different setting than anyone's ever seen in here. The, you know, little things like the points of concession, the old stadium had about seven. The new one has 70. If you count the mobile carts, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the players amenities, uh, the president of minor league baseball said, this will be the best minor league baseball stadium the day that it opens. And he said, I will tell you, if you look at all the amenities, it's, probably better than about 12 major league stadiums today. And 
you know, it's got the largest dugouts in, in baseball nice. and, and the, um, you'll, you'll enjoy, and I'm sure you'll probably spend some time in the press box. It has <laughs> one of the nicest press boxes in baseball. Well, I and, like hearing that. And just, just a lot of cool amenities, but it, you know, the concourse that wraps all the way around, the, we're one of the few stadiums that has restrooms in the, in, in the bullpens. Most stadiums don't have restrooms in the bullpens. These players are going to have restrooms. And so it's just um, going to be a great venue that's going to have baseball. It's going to have high school football. It's going to have soccer. It's going to have, you know, a wide variety of opportunities like concerts. The big screen's so magnificent they want to do drive-in movie night. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Of course, I always felt like 30 years ago when there was this renaissance around the nation of minor league baseball and so many towns were building downtown ballparks I really feel like we missed the boat on that. Yeah. I'm so glad that 30 years later, we're yeah. finally on that train and, and uh, hitting things going full speed here. And what we're also going to see is, you know, because of this, you're going to see that whole river corridor in downtown then um, bring more opportunities. And we're going to talk about it, you know, over the next few weeks and, and um, vote on it soon about what kind of um, – opportunities there will be for an mm -hmm. entire river village to grow up and restaurants and fun things to do. And, uh, and so it's really, it's, it's transforming our city. But um, ag again, just seeing all of the different opportunities uh, makes me feel good. You know, you can be a little bit better about the outcome of the election, but when I reflect on all of the things that we were able to accomplish, I can sit back and smile a bit and say, Wichita's in a good place. The, uh, we're talking with Wichita Mayor Jeff Longwell today on Issues 2019. Another thing surrounding the baseball team was the team name, and that was a, uh, quite the campaign, and they ramped up the level of interest for all that, and then the wind surge was announced. What are your thoughts on the Wichita wind surge? So probably not my favorite name, but at the end of the day, it, I think it will not only grow on me, it'll grow on the community and and. And that what people don't understand is it's so hard to come up with a unique name. They have to run those names by uh, Major League Baseball. Right. They have to run them all through trademarks and registrations and make sure that they're not already trademarked in some way. And so you really have to come up with a combination of unique names. I know that they ran some other names through some trademarks and they came back and said, sorry, you can't use this. It's already been trademarked and that altered their choices for what they wanted to name the team. I love the logo. I think it is awesome. I think it'll grow on people. I think you'll often see it shortened to just surge. In fact, one of their team uniforms just has the word surge on it. And good-looking uniforms. They're the fourth-ranked team in AAA baseball, so you're going to see some tremendous talent uh, yeah. every time you come out. But yep. then you're also going to get to see the AAA teams of – the Dodgers mm -hmm. and the Royals and the Cardinals and you know the the Rangers and all of these other Triple A baseball teams and so it's a you know the name was a little controversial. There's people that um, obviously hate on it, but I will argue if if that's the worst <laughs> thing in your life is to worry about the name of a Triple A baseball team, then uh, your life is in pretty good shape. All right, Wichita is celebrating its uh, 150th year coming up. Yeah. And we're kind of at a crossroads a little bit as far as the River Corridor goes and that great downtown core area and the debate about what to do with Century 2. 
a lot of things that uh, we have on our plate. Yeah, so some important decisions, but uh, you don't want to stop and reflect when you talk about what you tell. 150 years seems like a long time, but think about this. Steve McIntosh has been here for half of that. <laughs> oh, see that you put it all in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's uh, it certainly is something that the community is going to have to weigh in on. I I struggle a little bit on the price tag. I struggle certainly with the notion of tearing down Century 2, which the majority of the proposals tear down Century 2. And uh, and I worry a little bit about, you know, people keep saying, well, let's repurpose it. Well, how, how can you choose a proposal if you haven't fully vetted whether you can repurpose Century 2? And and many in the community are saying, well, let's, let's pause. Let's see if we can find a repurpose for Century 2 or a good use because everyone understands it's not good for conventions. It's not... Uh, perfect for performing arts, but but it's a building that I love. I would love to see it continue. I I think that it has all kinds of unique opportunities. Uh, I would love to see it be a true community building and and somehow incorporated into the green space on the river better than it is today. And but but my my biggest heartburn is if if we're choosing out of five or six different options. And only one option keeps Century 2, but yet people keep saying, well, we we don't know what we can do with it. I, I think we've gotten the cart before the horse. Let's find out what we can do with it if there's opportunity and then make the decision to go forward and choose. Talking with Wichita Mayor Jeff Longwell today here on Issues 2019, another massive issue for Wichita is the water treatment plant, right. something that like Lawrence Dumont, is about 80, 90 years old, and it's time to get yeah. something done with that. Yeah, and, and we picked a good team. And again, um, contrary to uh, people that thought I spent time in jail over this issue, I did not. <laughs> you, know, we, you know, it really came down to, uh, for me anyways, choosing a group of uh, local engineers and architectural firms and contractors that I felt um, – were more than capable, and, and and that's the whole reason that for the first time in the history of Wichita, we have seen, you know, a half a dozen of our local firms, instead of trying to compete with each other, joined together and said, let's take this on locally ourselves, and, and, and we ultimately end up choosing them over a firm out of Texas that um, we know would have been expensive and... Um, we, we think we made the right decision, and at, and at the end of the day, I, I was one vote, but glad that uh, the decision was made and, and glad that we confirmed the, the second phase of that decision unanimously, unanimously. And, and so I, we're on the right track. You're right. It's, a, it's a, you know infrastructure that was long overdue and getting replaced, and we're on the right track and happy with the decision. Um, I probably would argue that's the biggest issue that that caused uh, you know the the election outcome and I will argue I'm still happy with the decision going forward and we're going to have a state-of-the-art plant made by locals that's going to be phenomenal. How is the financing for that going to work out? So we're very lucky that we've been able to get some help from our federal government and we think from the state itself that uh 
has shared with the community recently because of the financial packages that they're offering, basically a no interest and low interest Mm -hmm. loans. If we didn't have those, our water rates would be double what they would be with those tools. And so it's, it's, we're able to keep our water rates lower because of the partnership and the tools that, that they're allowing us to have. And it's going to make a big difference and, and hopefully allow us to have very affordable water in this community and, and infrastructure that will last several generations. And not only the water plant, but I know uh, we've, a couple of things we've talked about, Cargill and the baseball stadium. The state has really uh, been a nice partner in this and helping come up with ways to finance these things and, and yeah. uh, be very Wichita-friendly. And Wichita probably never fully understood that either because they, you know, I heard people say, well, why didn't we get to vote on you know, the baseball? Well, there was really nothing to vote on. I mean, the only thing you can say is, no, state, don't give us free money. Give it to <laughs> Kansas City. It's the same tool that they built the racetrack in Kansas yes. City. And people keep saying, well, how come we don't get these exactly. opportunities? Yeah. And when we get these opportunities, people scream, why are we doing this? <laughs> so you can't win for losing. And, and But, yeah, we're very fortunate. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, Governor Collier really stepped mm-hmm. up and helped us more than um, – Right in the middle of his race for governor, he was down here in meetings talking to minor league baseball and the Pacific Coast League, and that helped us seal the deal with them. And, you know, uh, can't say enough good things about Governor Collier and his willingness uh, really almost to sacrifice himself because this was more important to him than even uh, a, a close election at the time. And so I kudos to Governor Collier. He's a wonderful man has a great family and have a lot of respect for him and um but he helped make a lot of this happen right in the middle of all of it but it was that financial package from the state that allowed us to do it otherwise we would not have a baseball stadium today we would have a lawrence dumont that needed to come down and sit empty not getting to a second term is there anything in on your plate that you feel that was left undone Oh, I don't know that a lot left undone. I, you know, certainly would love to see a continuation of, of the momentum mm-hmm. to see us continue to diversify our local economy and job opportunities. Would love to see that river corridor really grow. I would, you know, my vision and, and I think many in the community would, would be that we keep a lot of that river corridor and public land and green space and build kind of our version of a downtown central park nearly from kellogg all the way up to riverside park and you know would love to see riverboats you know and patrolling the river corridor and i've heard that there may be opportunities for uh, um, someone to bring down a uh, boat that will offer dinner rides and those kinds of opportunities in the summertime and uh, you know, wish I could have been a part of that, but it's fine. I, I think we're on the right track, and we have a good council. I'm confident that the council will continue to uh, move the city forward and and um, provide opportunities for generations because we need our young people to choose Wichita, and, and to do that, we've got to continue to focus on quality of life. All right, the big question, what's up next for Jeff Longwell? You know, I've been fortunate that we've had, um, you know, a few different offers we haven't uh, figured out which one we're going to take yet. I um, am too young to retire, although retirement's always appealing at any age. <laughs> yeah, um, but we, 
we really haven't made that choice yet. Yeah. We have some time, and uh, we'll find the best fit for us. And it's you know probably not going to be for decades, but we certainly want to work for a few more years and um, before I take advantage of some golfing weather. Well, we've always been appreciative of your time and uh, your efforts for the last four years, and well, and, and even beyond that, your time on the council and other public servant ways, and we, we appreciate you being with us here today. Well, Ted, I, I truly appreciate you and Steve and this station, and, and you all are tremendous people, not um, not just because you're Marconi Award winners. You guys are some of the best people in Wichita, and I've uh, Wichita is a better place because of the work that you and, and Steve do on a, on a daily basis. We appreciate it. Thanks for dropping by today. My pleasure. That's our guest, Wichita Mayor Jeff Longwell. That's all for this edition of Issues 2019, and we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. I'm Ted Woodward. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.